Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship. And I'm Jimmy Fowler. I am elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. And we have a special guest. Who's here? I'm Pat Aldridge. I am community life pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. What's up? Hey. So here's the thing, guys. Usually you just get, get JoJo. Yep. And then you get the Fofo. Right. And together we're the Jofo. Right. But that ain't here tonight. No. No, no, no. Tonight, it's the Joe Fat. Yeah, that... No, it works. Joe Fat. Yeah, but it no, makes no, it no, sound that... like you're saying that I'm fat. That's what I don't like about it. Pat and I talked about this. That yeah. is kind of our little underlying... Yeah, yeah. it was lame when we yeah. talked about and... it. No, no, it's not lame. We're, we're the Joe Fat. Yeah. That's what we do. Pot kettle. That's all I'm saying. Uh. Yeah. Whoa. Hey. Dude. Dude, you call don't... me fat. Don't talk about Pat like that. No, that's I don't not appreciate what I was that. Doing. We don't invite him onto the podcast for you to make fun of him. So Joe Fat is in the house today. All right, and Pat is, uh, you know, man, I've known Pat for twenty something years since nineteen ninety one. Wow! So whatever that you guys is, are old. Yeah, we're definitely yeah, are older. Matter. I'm just saying, talking to the mic, Pat. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for rubbing that in, Jimmy. <laughs> so you know, we wanted to talk about a specific aspect of ministry that is generally not emphasized, mm-hmm. maybe not even believed in by a lot of pastors and a lot of churches. Yep. Um, to many, what we're going to talk about sounds very unspiritual, yeah. but for us, we, f- we find that this particular aspect of ministry to be spiritual, fruitful, and yes, oftentimes it is very, very fun. Jimmy, what are we talking about tonight? We're going to talk about hanging out. I don't read about that in the Bible. Uh, Where is that? What are we talking about? Hanging out. How can that be an aspect of ministry? Uh, yeah, when Jesus went to the wedding at Cana, he brought the best wine. Uh, he didn't. He didn't hang though, did he? He hung out. He was there for how many? He, how many days? Like, all right, Pat, tell him. A, a wedding is like what? A week long celebration? I think he cut out early, like I do. No, he did not. Jesus was there at the end, and he brought the good stuff. He hung out. <laughs> he was Jesus, hanging out. Jesus definitely did hang out with people. That was mm. a big part of his ministry. And of course, we can't pattern everything that we do in ministry after what Jesus did. Obviously, we're not going to die on the cross for sins. Or walk uh, on water. Can or, we do that? Uh, well, it depends on what tribe you're in, maybe. What so, tribe you're in? There, there's some people out there no, that I don't probably know think you know, gold dust in your Bible and oh, walking gosh. on water. All there's right, all, all right. Of, we're not doing that one. That one's later. But certainly in Jesus' moral examples, and uh, we can follow him and we should, and we see yeah. him spending time with, with people. people in right. real life, in, uh, in all different spheres and so yes that's that's a part of why we do what we do but we also do it because it is um well i don't want to get ahead of us but it is one of our primary strategies we have Mm -hmm. a few one of our primary strategies for carrying out the task of being pastors and evangelists and just ministers of the gospel to the city that god has sent us to but pat what are we even talking about like hanging out hanging out doesn't sound very clear to some people when you think about hanging out how would you explain that to somebody well at least the way we do it we Mm -hmm. are outside of the four walls of the church right we are together um we typically are working somewhere at one of those one of those third places for us it's libida cigars yeah yeah st charles 
Um, if you're in St. Charles, come down and hang out with us. If you if you just pop in, we'll be there. Yeah, I'll probably be there. More than we'll be in the back right be back right room. Um, so we're working. Yeah, oftentimes we're just working on sermons and lessons and whatnot. Um, but then every once in a while we'll take a break. Yeah, and we'll just hang out. We'll we're we're talking. We're we're playing canasta. We're yeah, just hanging out. I don't know. But it's not just the three of us, right? We're, yeah. we're not in our own little huddle. We're a part of this larger... We're not just there, hanging out with each other. Yeah, there are other people there. The, the, the people who are at the cigar shop or at the coffee shop or wherever we, we happen to be, um, we're interacting with them as well. I mean, it's not just the three of us. It's the people who are there, whether it's right. some of the, the people that are working, who work there or... Other customers, other patrons. Yeah, yeah, regulars. Really, I mean, and it's and it's not it's not that we're there doing our thing. Uh, we are there doing our thing. Like, you know, reading the Bible, uh, putting together sermons, doing administrative work. We can do all of that at the church, but mm-hmm. why not get out into this third place where we can do this and then have opportunity to be around non Christians and other people, outsiders. And you know what what we love about this is that we are becoming a part of the community in a way that makes sense to outsiders. Because there are regulars at the cigar shop. We are part of the regulars. Yeah, they see us as part of the culture of the cigar shop. You know, like, if we're not there, if if Joe's been missing or if Pat's been missing, people ask, where's Pat at? Right. Right, like, uh, is he on vacation? Is he, whatever else is going on. Uh, People want to know, because... I mean, maybe, I don't know, people might say, because we spend so much time there, uh, it's, we become a fixture of the place. But I, I think it's more because we built relationships with people right. um, who are part of the little subculture of our shop. Why are we, what are some of the reasons we're there? I mean, Pat, you mentioned one, like, well, we go there uh, to do some work, do some of our ministry work. What are the other reasons that we're there? We, we are often either approach or we approach people who um, are looking for counsel. So, you know, right. you uh, know, people from people that are not a part of the church, people that are not Christians, people who know us. And I mean, we've been there long enough now that they know what we do. Yeah, and, right. and when, when they find themselves in a, in a bind, they, they want to, they need somebody to talk to. And they, and they, they trust us. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they know that we are friends mm-hmm. and they know that we're very serious about Jesus they know that we, we love God and we want everybody to believe in Jesus, but whether they do or don't, we love them. That's right. We consider them friends. And I, all three of us and many other of our members and leaders at Redeemer have been at this cigar shop in particular, and we're going to talk about that because that's where we spend a lot of our time. Yeah. But they've, we've all had a number of opportunities to, um, to minister to people, to help them in the midst of real hardship yeah um i sit there and i watch i mean i've watched pat disciple people there Mm -hmm. um you know some start coming to church and then join Uh, others drift kind of away from the truth after a time they've heard it and they get a little bit excited and they kind of fade out Mm -hmm. Um, i've seen other members counsel people pray with people i had a man who was suicidal uh, I met him the, f- the first night I met him. He found out that I was a pastor, uh, and after he finally believed that I was a pastor, I was introduced by another person there. Um, he said, "Can we talk?" And we went into the members' room, and he opened up, poured out his heart. Guy's on the verge of killing himself, and I was able to share the gospel with him. 
We've, we've seen this again and again, even recently, uh, a family that uh, a man who's a regular there uh, asked me to come in and to help with a, uh, a family problem. Yeah. So this is something that's, that's normal for us. We, we want to be there to minister to people, mm-hmm. and we want to be there to do our work because we can smoke a cigar there or that's a pipe. Right. Pat is a pipe guy. He's a pipe J- Yoda. Aficionado. He's a pipe Yoda. Um, but we're also there because we, we just want to love our neighbors. Yeah. Like you kind have of in a general sense, right? Yeah, I think it's, it's actually meeting people where they're at, right? Like finding and becoming regular uh, in a location so people, you can get to know the regulars and they can get to know you. You know, I think a lot of times we think of evangelism or even relational evangelism as, you know, going door to door or standing on the street corner or whatever else you're thinking, um, where for us, it's just people seeing us every day uh, and we're able to share not just not just verbally, I think, because I I think there was also that time when we first started going there, Joe, I remember uh, you were talking about uh, one member had talked to you about how they were afraid of us coming in. Yeah. They had this fear that we were going to come in and try to change their culture, that we were going to tell them what they could do and what they could not do, and that we were going to uh, put be the morality police right. of the cigar shop. And yet they realized that we were just regular guys who love God and love them. Yeah. And we didn't expect much from them. We wanted to give. So while we're there... We, we've seen God do some, some pretty cool things. Um, Pat, what's, you've, we've been there for years now. What, what's one of the things that, that you've seen God do at the cigar shop through just your being a regular and your presence mm-hmm. there that you're really thankful for? Um, one of the employees at the time approached me and said, um, I'm looking to get my, to know my Bible better would you be willing to meet with me? Um, we started meeting outside the shop. We actually started meeting on my front porch. Mm. Um, and through that, just walking with him, exploring the Bible, getting him a more in-depth knowledge, um, You know, he realized that the church that he was going to, that he was pretty active at, wasn't really feeding him the way he wanted to be fed and mm-hmm. ended up coming to Redeemer, becoming a member. I mean, and we still meet weekly. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are real friends. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I love about, about this church that God allows us to serve in is that while, you know, we, we don't get to know everybody, especially as the church grows, um, we are accessible to everyone and we genuinely become friends with the congregation and we're able to spend time. Yeah. And so like Pat spends time with that brother. Uh, I don't get to spend time with that brother, but I spend time with with other guys. And yeah. so we all have these real relationships that are fruitful and meaningful. And that dude is, man, God just doing great stuff in his life. I've seen you walk through, walk him through various things and he's come and told me about them. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, dude, like, do you realize what, what's happening right now? Mm-hmm. And, and what he says is, yeah, I praise the Lord, and I'm, I'm thankful for Pastor Pat, you know, and, and you know, what he's been doing. What about, we, what about? We got together last night. Oh, really? And he was reminding me, you know, this is just the way discipleship works, right? Like, I'm, the way I, it's typically viewed is I'm the discipler, he's the disciplee. Mm-hmm. 
But last night he reminded me of a prayer request that I shared a couple of weeks ago and how it had been answered. Oh, man. And so wow. that was just one of those, okay, he, Super cool. he's getting it. And, you know, now we're almost co discipling each other. Right. Like Paul talks about, right? Mutual edification. Yeah. That's awesome. What about you, Jim? You've been there for a long time. When, when you think about um, the relationships and the opportunities that you've had to minister, does anything stand out that you're like, wow, I praise God for this specific thing that he did? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm thinking of a person in particular, but one of the things I like about the cigar shop in general is it's where some men and some women go to unwind. It's where they go to relax. It's also where they go to process. Right where they're going to kind of, if they've had a long day, if they're going through a situation, they just sit there on their own and smoke a cigar, smoke a pipe, and just kind of think about it. And so I've had opportunities where I'll see a member, I'll see someone um, who's a regular at the cigar shop just sitting by themselves, and I could tell that they're really kind of thinking about something or they're Mm -hmm. down about something, and being able to just sit with them, because here's the reality. Uh, Once you light a cigar... And they're light a scar. You got an hour with them. They're locked down. They're locked down. They ain't going nowhere. And so you're able to, you know, sit down and kind of have a captive audience um, to where you don't have to sit there and, and hit them over the head with anything. But you're actually able to have a, a good discussion and draw out of them. All right. Wh- what's going on? Mm-hmm. What's happening here, man? You know, how could I be praying for you? You know, and then check up with them. So I'm thinking of one brother where you could tell. um, He was really struggling. He was down. And so just trying to just sit with him and even just smoking beside him Mm -hmm. uh, somehow meant something to him that I would take the time to sit with him. And he's a regular there. And he shared with me that he started opening up about some personal issues and some past issues um, and was able to. And he's by no means a guy that uh, desires to be prayed for, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but he asked me. Can you please pray for me? And can you pray for this this situation that I'm having with my family? Um, and so, yeah, it's just making yourself available and recognizing that that in our in that situation, there's someone there processing, and you can come alongside and just be present. And if they want to share, they'll open up and share. If they don't, at least they they know you care enough to sit with them. Totally, totally. I mean, I think that this is the this is the benefit of us hanging out at a cigar shop. Mm-hmm. That it is, people go there to, like you say, unwind, but they are open. They are, they, most of the guys there are open to conversation. Yeah. I go to most coffee shops and we all love us some coffee. Most of the people in the coffee shops aren't down for talking to strangers. Yeah, no one wants to talk. No, they open up their laptop and they kind of do their own thing uh, and they can just, you know, pop the lid on their cup and go. Uh, most of these guys don't want to take a cigar into their car. You know, they're, they're, they're sitting there in the leather chair to chill out for an hour. That's right. And so, yeah, it allows us to slow down. Uh, so, I mean, it's good for us uh, just to take some time to slow down. But also, it's just built-in conversation. Exactly. These guys, are, these guys are usually ready for it. So, moral of the story, uh, begin smoking. Smoke cigars. Not as much as Jimmy, though. Not as much as Joe. Pat, you look like you had something on your mind. Well, no, I've even learned from some of the guys there, you know, mm-hmm. um, one, one guy in particular, one of our really close friends, I would say, you know, it, we can talk politics, we can talk, um, even like education and, yeah. and 
just we can sit, say who that is. Sit there and soak that Bob. Bob. Bob the man. Man, Bob is an amazing man. He's a PhD. Nobody would know it because he doesn't talk about it. Mm-mm. Retired school superintendent and gracious, kind, wicked, smart. Scary smart. Scary smart. Fantastic at cards. Yeah, that's right. I, I only have a chance of beating him if Jimmy is my partner. It's the only time. Unless I'm his partner. No, no, no. no. When you're his partner and we're right. partners, yeah. then we always win. I will still lose. No. If- yes. Pat. Dude, Bob and I have beaten you guys more than you. Uh, only when we let them. Only when we let yeah. them. Win. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure that hasn't <laughs> happened. Just don't tell Bob that. Yeah. <laughs> Bob will like, oh, let's prove it right now. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you're right. I've learned so much from Bob. You know, and you know, Bob, you know, he's passionate. Mm. He's knowledgeable. Uh, he gets fired up about ideas, and we've all learned from him. From our old friend Tim, who moved away. Uh, you know, he was a regular at that cigar shop. First guy that I became friends with there. I think that we all became friends with. Yeah. There's so many guys there that we've really benefited from. And that's, that's like something that most of us don't even think about, Pat. Like, I'm glad you brought that up because we think like, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to minister to people. But it's also like, you are going to be blessed, enriched in various ways, depending on the kind of people that you hang out with. I wrote my history papers based on Tim. I just had Tim talk on a subject for like an hour and I just typed and I typed and I typed A's. Thank you. Community college. Uh, Levita Tim is a genius. He, he's Economics. Old, he moved to Texas. He was a dear friend of ours. Brilliant. These guys, you have no idea. You know what I love about the cigar shop? We've got wackadoo liberals and wackadoo conservatives. <laughs> We've got guys at every end of the spectrum. We've got rich guys and middle-class guys not really a lot of poor guys in the cigar shop, but uh, you know we have uh, well-known defense attorneys, mm-hmm. we have um, businessmen, and we have landscapers. Like, and there's yeah. all kinds of people there, and everybody gets along. Everybody's allowed. Everybody's in. Yep. I mean, it is it is a little taste of what real community can be like yeah. for people that maybe don't know church, and then they meet us, and they're like, "Well, you guys are all very different." Mm-hmm. and they see the different kinds of people that are coming in from our church. We have at least 10 members at our church that are locker members at that cigar shop. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, we've been invaded. <laughs> we've invaded and we've nested and we've uh, not overtaken, but we've become part of it. Yeah. And I, I guess the the part that I, I like the most is, um, I think the part that I like the most is, Hold on, let me think how to word it. I just, I just, I just lost it. Do they receive us or accept us? Yeah. Well, the part that I like the most is that they feel comfortable with us. Yeah. They know who we are. They know what we believe, and they're they're willing to challenge us on that. There's yeah. some people that will challenge us and say, "I don't believe in that. I don't think that way." I don't believe God exists or I, mm-hmm. I believe that we're all going to die afterwards. Right. You know, we're all going to die and we're just it, it go into nothingness. Yeah. But they'll sit down and play cards with us and they'll hang out with us and they'll smoke with us and they still care and respect us. And they'll hear us. And they'll hear us talk about these things. They'll joke around with us. Exactly. Yeah, they don't just tolerate us. Like that, that's, yes. And, but that's also a testimony to you guys because if you guys came in there track bombing everybody, mm-hmm. that they wouldn't. You know, but they know what you believe. They they right. they they know your convictions. They know where we stand on like political moral issues and things like that. And sometimes we agree, and sometimes we don't. But 
they don't just tolerate us. That's that's been I think very encouraging to me as well. Like there are there are two lesbian couples that are there a fair yeah. bit, and politically, uh, you know, on some social and moral issues, and obviously on these big uh, spiritual slash religious issues, we're on very different ends of the spectrum. And yet, I've, we've had conversations with them about the gospel, about sin. Um, and you know the posture of the church towards the world and how we have interacted mm-hmm. with the homosexual community in negative ways and in positive ways yeah. it's been really it's been i'll tell you what it is that is the place where we have been empowered to do the work of the evangelist yeah the scripture tells us that pastors are supposed to do the work of an evangelist and most pastors that i know sort of cop out and say like well i do my work of evangelism from the pulpit which is true that is absolutely true, but I do believe there's much more to it than that. Yeah, you need to get out there in some degree, whatever that might look like. Like I said, we're not saying stand on the street corners or hand out tracks, right? You can. Pat? You, no, don't. Yeah, you they can. No, you can't. Some people do it. No, it doesn't count. It, it doesn't count. totally count. You can't say it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Jesus cries if you hand out a track. I'm telling you. No. It is a terrible track, thing. Some tracks are really good. No, there's no track that's good. Oh. Name one. Name one track that's good. Four spiritual laws. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Even no, I don't listen, believe you. Okay, no, there are some very good. Uh, Two ways to live is a very good track. Um, there are good tracks. What I do with tracks or any kind of literature, let's just call it lit- literature. Don't even say like you leave it as a tip. You, uh, you do. I will no, no, punch no. you in the face. You do when not I talk to people about Christ, and I say you want something to read, you want to follow up on this. Here, check out this book or check out this track. I don't carry tracks with me, but I've I've brought things to people. Um, so there's there's a place for open air evangelism. There's a place for all of that stuff. But I think the, the natural rhythm of... The 1950s. <laughs> the natural rhythm of our lives need to include being a part of the world. Most pastors yes. don't even have non-Christian friends. Yeah. No, no, and I agree. I think that's sad, right? Like to not have... Uh, to be so cliquish, to be so like enclosed in, in the church that you don't have people outside. I mean, anything, you're telling me all your neighbors... Your neighbors all around you are all Christians, right? Like how I I just can't understand how you cannot have a non-Christian friend to be sharing the gospel, not only to be not only one to be sharing the gospel, but I think two to be grounded yourself. Right. Right. Because to get into reality that this is this is the world. This is where people are at. This is what people are struggling with. And I feel oftentimes non-believers give us the truth more than believers do in the sense like in the sense of. This is what I'm struggling with. This is what's going on because they don't have to fake it with us. Because I think a lot, I, I don't think a lot of times, I, I wonder if sometimes uh, congregants feel like they have to put on a face because, oh, pastor's here. I think it depends on the church. Fair enough. It depends on the church. If the church is all... I think some non-Christians are super fake with Christians, and I think some church members are super fake. But why fake. would they be fake, though? I, I guess I don't because understand how they, they're going to be fake because they, have, they don't believe in what we believe in. Why do they have to fake it? Because they don't know us if they're not real friends. That's what I'm saying. Is okay, like, okay. so it's a friend issue, not yeah. necessarily a faith issue. It's a, it's a relationship issue. Because he, he, here's where it boils down, at least for me, like all of ministry is relationships. Mm-hmm. Right, that's right. And that, that has to include evangelism. Yeah. So if you're not building relationships, okay, great, you're, you're, you're evangelizing from the pulpit, but... Don't stop there. It, can't, it, it has to be more than that. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I need the gospel every day. Every church member needs the gospel every day. Um, but by the grace of God, most of them mm-hmm. know the Lord. We need to make sure that we're going out 
and in reaching more people and bearing witness and telling and the truth. modeling for yeah. the members of our congregation what relational evangelism looks like. Yeah, because how you know they're not going to go do it if we're not showing them or they don't see it in us. I think maybe they will do it. You know, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I I think there's something to be said if the leadership is not themselves witnessing. Yeah. then why, why the are church, people going to? The, the, listen, a local church tends to follow the leadership in temperament, mm-hmm. in, in language, in activity. There, there's usually uh, a, a reflection of the leadership. But let, let's talk about that. The, this idea that you can go and hang out with people or do what you called relational evangelism. Like a lot of people listening here, you say relational evangelism and they go puke. Mm-hmm. relational evangelism that what's the danger of hanging out quote unquote what what is the what are the possible pitfalls of is, stepping into this is people become projects right like i think that's where people's eh comes into place is um i'm only being your friend so i can witness to you i'm only being your friend so i can uh try to get you to become a christian now, obviously, if we're friends, I'm going to want to share the greatest news that I know of. I want to share Jesus with you, but I want to be your friend because I love you. I want to be your friend because I want to get to know you and I care for you as an individual. But the pitfall can be um, only getting to know people so they become your, your evangelism project. And when they don't respond? Well, then I move on to the next person. Right. Why am I going to waste my time here? There's another danger, too, on the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, that you're just hanging out and you never get to <laughs> That's exactly the right. evangelism. Mm-hmm. That it's all about the hanging out. It's all about the relaxing. It's all about just unwinding. And, right. and you never get to share that the greatest news that we know. That's right. And sometimes we're actually, you know, you build the relationship and you're afraid to get to the gospel because you don't want to lose the relationship. You, re- you recognize, like, man, if I... If I start introducing Jesus at this point, they might not want to talk to me anymore. That's the fear, like you're going to push too hard. Right. Yeah. And what if, what, if, what if they walk away? I mean, what, what if I, what if, okay, so we're going to hang out. You found the laundromat, the coffee shop, the bowling league, the Wait, book did you club. say laundromat? Oh, man, laundromat. That's where it's happening. No, come on. Laundromat. <laughs> All right, who's hanging out at the laundromat? Pat? Pete, there's two in St. Charles, dude. Okay, yeah. either, just because there's two in St. Charles doesn't mean, are you, or Pat, you hang out at the laundromat? No, I mean, I you have can, in the past. Yeah, but not, yeah, not since Pat, you know, not since started Pat making money. a baller. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he got that Prius, he got that washing machine. <laughs> Don't call Cheryl a washing machine, man. That ain't cool. Oh, my gosh. I that never is not, said that. that is you not know that's not what I said, dude. It's not what you said, but no. it's what you were thinking. No, it's no, not I, what I was oh, thinking. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. Jimmy is so crass. Um, what? <laughs> no, listen. People that don't have washing machines, they go to the laundromat, and they're stuck there. They're there for 45 minutes to an hour and a half, and that becomes like a routine, and you meet certain people on certain days. So like a lot of people, like the laundromat is a cool place. Barbershop is a good is a place. Cool place. Right. There's, a, there's, a, there's a ton of – these third places can be almost anywhere where relationships and conversation can happen. And I don't – so here's the fear. Like if I start talking about Jesus, what if they, I offend them and they walk away? Oh, that's a question. Well, Sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't sure that was a question. I thought that maybe it was a, maybe it was a statement. Well, no, it was definitely an interrogative. Couldn't you tell? No, no. What's an interrogative, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> but 
So, okay, Pat, I'm afraid to share the gospel because these people might reject it and not want to talk to me anymore and I'll lose the relationship. What do you tell me? That's a possibility, but that's not a good enough reason to not do it. Yeah. Right? It's worth the risk. Right. Because otherwise, what am I, what are we doing? There's risk in even the three of us having a hardcore, I'm struggling with sin conversation. There's sure. risk there. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So... So yeah, the dangers on the two ends of the spectrum, right? Treating people like projects or never getting around to the gospel. Yeah. Knowing that, knowing that we're, we're doing this because we want to be good neighbors. Mm-hmm. We want to love our neighbors. We want to share the gospel. We want to testify to Jesus. Um, we want to do all of these things. Uh, what are, like, so some people are saying like, man, like we, I don't know, we get tons of calls and emails yeah. apart from the podcast, just at the church about like, tell us about what you guys are doing. Like, how did you get hooked up with the cigar shop? Yeah. And yeah. Should I join the cigar shop? And the answer is no. If you smoke cigars or pipes and yeah, go to the cigar shop. Yeah. Do but, your thing, but do your own thing. What are some ways that people can start hanging out for the glory of God and the good of others? What is, what's some general advice that you guys would give? First, I think I would say uh, pick a time and be regular at that time. So not only, sorry, not only the time, but pick a place. So find a spot and be regular at that spot and try to be there at the same time or on the same day or something like that uh, and try to get to know those people around you. Not only the people that are there, but the people who work there. Yes. Right. And, and- well, Pat, you have a year's long relationship with a particular place in St. Charles. <laughs> you've been, you've been going to this place for I much did not longer. You're going to bring this up that much longer than you've been smoking. And I want you to know, I'm proud of you for this. Pat. And you've been, you've, you have amassed tens of thousands of items from this place and spent tens of thousands of dollars, but I'm proud well, of you. We don't want to talk about <laughs> yes. we don't want to the talk washing about... machine will not appreciate that. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, I know the guys at the comic book shop really yeah. well. I've been collecting comics um, on and off since I was seven. And Joe isn't exaggerating when he says tens of thousands. Um, and you won't a, let us touch them. There's a whole closet in my house that's just storage. Boxes and boxes. Boxes and boxes and boxes. They're all wrapped up and none of us can touch them. In the fact, he turned the whole closet into like a fireproof gun safe so that even if the house burns down, his comics are okay. Yeah, fact. Yeah. Fact. That's not. That's true. No, no, it's true. Don't deny, dude. We're not going to judge you. Come on, dude. This too late. This is our podcast. It's true. But no, I know those guys there. Um, But see, like we've talked. We we've talked. You know, they they knew that I was becoming when when I went on staff full time. They knew that was happening. mm -hmm. um, Because you're friends. Yeah, I go in there sometimes just like. As a, I might get Pat a gift card on a rare occasion. Uh, You're a terrible uh, friend. I go there uh, no, once a week I'm, just I'm to a, get Pat listen, something. We all know I'm a terrible friend. The poll that you put on Twitter demonstrated that. Well, I'm not only a that, friend. I mean, I'm just saying, Pat and I love hanging out. No, I know you guys are loving this uh, two weeks when I'm off, where it's just you guys palling around. What are you talking about? Uh huh. I know how it works. <laughs> but Pat, like, it's not just about you. See, Pat's like, about the, to lose oh, it because he knows Pat. he doesn't know how to say. Here's what happens Pat, at Redeemer. This is, this is how you. This is how you respond. No, Joe, that's not true. No. And then you look at Jim and you wink. <laughs> <laughs> you don't just, I mean, yes, you got to choose a place. But listen, I'm not going to choose a gym. Right? Now, you can do that at a gym. You could do that, yeah. I, but I can't do that at a gym. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hate it. As you don't miserable. want to do it at a gym. And yeah, I definitely don't. There's a difference between want and can't. What I'm saying is that if I start going to the gym 
to try to use it as a third place, it's not going to work because I'm not into that. It's not my thing. Um, you know, Pat loves comics. Uh, we love tobacco. So we hang out in certain places. So pick so a place that you love. Yeah, find something that you're into. It can be a book club. It can be just about anything where you can really get involved. I knew I know a guy who's really involved in like school PTA and town hall stuff. He goes to the town hall. He's talking about like there's a new bar opening up. Do we want this one or not and all that. And that's it's, it's another place where he's building relationships and having this influence. So, I mean, one other aspect of hanging out and I think really is is for those in ministry and those at work, right? Um, I'm talking about whether you're on the, you know, you're a landscaper or you're a plumber or you're in the office. And one of the things I've really appreciated about working at Redeemer Fellowship has been working with Joe and Pat. Um, Mostly Pat. Mainly Pat. The fact that we not only minister together, but we actually like each other. We actually hang out with each other. Yeah. And I would actually say, I think, I mean, I'm throwing myself out there. I, I love you guys. I mean, you, you love me too. Yep. Pat, you're not an answer. Most days. See? Even Dang Pat. It. Even Pat will stick it to you like that every once in a while. Pat, am I not the better friend of, honestly, who's your best friend, Joe or I? Oh, come on. That's no, I'm putting fair. you on the spot. That's not I, fair. I have who's? a text. I have a text that says, gives your answer. I yeah, want, that'll go up on the show notes too. So, but no. either way, but, but we actually love each other. I think no, we, we actually care for each other. I think we actually, we pray for each other. We, we think of each other. Like we, we're really close friends. Yeah. And you know, this is something that, you know, I heard from so many different megachurch guru uh, guys saying you can't be friends with staff members. You can't yeah. be friends with your congregation. You can't be friends. And we just wholesale reject that notion. No. Um, Jesus says that he lays down his life for his friends. Yeah. And so we spend time together. Uh, we enjoy one another and we're all very different. Pat is super sci-fi comic guy. Um, I'm a horror movie guy. Um, Jim, what are you into? Breakfast burritos? What else? <laughs> You talk about breakfast burritos as much as Pat talks about comics. Yeah, but they're good though. They are oh, very good. All right, well, I'm, I'm into like I like I like comedies and you know long walks on the beach. Long walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> walks on the beach. <laughs> no, Jim is like this efficiency guy. He's he's really good at that stuff. So we all have these different strengths, you know, the, and and weaknesses, and we complement each other. But really, we are friends. And honestly, Pat. Do 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 other churches come and ask us about our staff dynamics? Often, right? And we're Often. Yeah. we're a small church, like two hundred fifty people on a Sunday, That's it. counting the babies. And unless and Jim's remember, preaching, then it's like one eighty. Go ahead, Pat. I remember being at the SBC, right? And people like genuinely like they don't get they don't understand like yeah. you guys are actually friends. Yeah, yeah. we want and, to hang out, and and we you know the way we talk about it sometimes, at least the way I talk about it, like if if Redeemer wasn't in the picture. You know, if if the church closed tomorrow or whatever, we would still be friends. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. I wouldn't want to be anywhere. Else. And I mean that sincerely. I think yeah. we talked about this. Like, you know, what makes like I love the family. I love the church. I love the people. I love the elders. But I love like I love who I minister with. Yeah. Like like on a long, like close up and, you mm -hmm. know, for prolonged periods of time. That's how I see it. And I so the, the staff dynamics that are true at Redeemer. And we've got a lot of problems, you know, to work through, of course, like, you know, we, we have to confess our sins to each other. Sometimes we sin against each other. Yeah. But all of that is much more rewarding because of our friendship. It's also much more risky 
Yeah. Because, yes. you know, if I hurt Pat, uh, it's not just a coworker, it's somebody that he trusts and loves, mm-hmm. you know? So the, yes, there is more risk. And that's, there's a number of reasons why big church guru guys will say you can't be friends. I, I understand their fear. I understand that they're afraid that they're chicken, but, uh, really it's, I would, I would rather risk that to have this sort of ministry team. It's worth it. And I think there's an authenticity with us, right? That there's no, uh, we don't fake it with each other, you know, uh, maybe sometimes to a fault, right? Like we were too open right. uh, with each other and, and with others around, but with each other, we're able to kind of share and, and say what's really going on. Uh, so that people like, like, I mean, I know in my case, you know, I've had, I've, I've had Pat and Joe, uh, both come alongside me separately, uh, to challenge me on things. And they've done that in love but that wouldn't have happened if I, if I wasn't honest, you know what I mean? Like if I, if I wasn't authentic with you guys. Um, and I think that's, that's where I feel like in the past in, in different relationships, staff dynamics, uh, I wasn't able to be. So whether you're in a church or at, at work, I mean, I think there's wisdom there, right? Like I think there's wisdom in, in who you choose to be uh, completely open and honest and authentic with. Um, but I know like, with you guys, I feel like that choice was the right choice, you know? It's also, you know, it allows us to speak to each other. It also allows us to receive, mm-hmm. you know, like, because I know you guys care about me. Um, I'm, I'm much more ready to hear you when you say that something is amiss than if it was just some sort of, it'd be easier for me to get defensive if it was yeah. just a working relationship. You know, Pat one time's like, dude, you need to preach on this topic. And I'm like, get the heck out of here. I ain't preaching on that. And Pat's mm-hmm. like, what? I think you need to preach on it. And I'm like, no. And Pat pushed me on it. And, but ultimately, I, I listened to him, but not just because he was right. I should listen to him because he's right. But I'm more likely to listen to him more quickly because he's a friend. So, Pat, again, uh, who's your better friend? Well, don't, well, don't. I see Joe kicking him. What? I see you just kicked him. Well, and, and before I answer that question, I just want to... So he's going to answer it. Add, ...add this to it. Like, part of the attraction of being here is the is the relationships. Like, part of me doesn't get, like, why other churches aren't like this. Part of me is like, okay, yeah, there might come a day yeah. where where Joe has to fire me. Or the, you know, as as, you know, the lead pastor, you know, that would obviously come down from the elders, but... There might come that day, but I'd rather have a friend tell me that than yeah. than a boss tell me that. And I'm going to gloat on Pat now because, I mean, do it. I'm going to do it. Do it. Pat's a guy that gets offers. Pat he gets, does. <laughs> Pat gets, All you stupid churches, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Okay, Pat's holding up two fingers. He got two, two this last two week. Two offers. But no, but <laughs> these are like baller churches that are like, hey, man, you want to come? And yeah. Nice, large. Redeemer exactly. And be like great. And they're great here. churches, though. They're yeah. great churches that. Yeah. I, Knock it off. I would be like, uh. Are you saying you've never had an offer to leave Redeemer? I have not had an offer. This week. In like a year and a half. Wow. For sure. No, I think the truth is, is, you know, Pat got this offer from one of our favorite churches, to be honest. Yeah. And Pat's like, Pat said, what do you, he asked me, he's like, you know, they just offered me this job. I was like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And he goes, what do you think? And I said, I think you need to go where you're called. 
So if God's calling you there, man, go and do it. I think you should be here, but mm-hmm. I want you to be able to follow God's call in your life. And Paul's, Pat's like, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> God, I want to be here. And like we say it all the time, we don't want to be anywhere else. Yeah. We're just really, really fortunate. We'd like to move Redeemer out of Illinois sometimes Not just me. because of the politics and oh, the, the politics. weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't mind the weather. Maybe we can move it to J- Jamaica. Oh, my God. Stop wanna... it with you and Jamaica. See, thank you. We could be sitting there. Come on, dude. We could suntan. No, we're not doing. Oh my gosh, dude, I'm not tanning. You could. No. Yes, you could tan with me. We're gonna tan. I'll, I need someone to oil my back. Oh, that's not so this is definitely. Oh, come not. on, it's happening. No, it's, it's definitely. Not. It will never happen. Why? We will go to Jamaica one time. One of these times, we'll go to Jamaica. And so, but, if you'd like to sponsor our trip to Jamaica, you yeah. could go ahead and send you checks send your to check too. send your checks no, to you Pat shop Aldridge. Through our, shop through our Amazon links. <laughs> <laughs> if we get enough people buying enough stuff through Amazon, maybe we could. We can go that. to Jamaica, and we'll send you a photo of Pat oiling my back. No, we still haven't. We still. I think we made sixteen dollars on Amazon last time I checked. Yeah, sixteen dollars. So that's uh, we're uh, doing really well. That is. I think that paid that for one like, percent of what we spent on this equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're um, we're going to wrap it up. We're going long here, mm-hmm. and uh, Pat, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, we, Pat. Love you, Pat. We uh, and you didn't screw it up like you said you would. I was just assuming. No, no I knew you would. Uh, we we really like you guys get to get a little taste of what the three of us do on a on a regular basis, um, which is hang out and smoke and talk. Um, we're grateful for what God has allowed us to do at Redeemer, and mm-hmm. we're we're thankful that we can even share some of that on the podcast. So hold on, Pat did not answer. What was his pants? Oh yeah, you were going to say who your best friend is. Come on, you have to. Okay, Pat, listen, listen. If I'm your best friend, don't answer the question. And if I, <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know what that means. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, Pat. That we don't know what that, that means. Yeah, Pat. Well, he didn't answer, Pat. Jim. Yes, he said Jim. <laughs> no, that's not, <laughs> that was his answer. That. No, that, that was his answer. I hate you both. I know. Why don't what? you go watch some stupid movie together? Well, we'll oh, do it. Probably, probably, probably. We actually are. We're tomorrow. We're heading over to Casa. <laughs> yeah, I have fun with that. Uh, are you really going to Casa tomorrow? Yeah, I was there today. Yeah, but Pat and I are going tomorrow. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> listen, we want to encourage you guys to please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, like us on Facebook. Uh, it's a way that you can connect with us and all the stuff that we're doing. We're very active on those things, so um, we and we try to be good at, at getting back to you guys and, uh, and interacting with all of you. Uh, leave us a comment mm-hmm. with uh, any of your ideas, the things that we should be. We get we got so much material because you guys keep sending us ideas. Thank you for doing our work. We love that. Yes, the less work we have to do, the better. Um, tell a friend. We would love for you to, if you like the podcast, share it with others. Leave us a, a review on iTunes or whatever uh, podcasting platform you use. But we can't end this podcast without thanking Justin Bond of J Bond Media. Thank you, J Bond, the audio and engineer wizard. We love Justin Bond. Love him. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, every Monday, every Thursday, we're dropping new episodes. So you can subscribe via you know Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever. And um, we're really grateful that you take the time to uh, to listen to us. And we hope it's an encouragement to you. Later. Mm-hmm.